Hi everyone, thanks again for tuning in with us. We are Team Blue. My name is Jocelyn. I'm Joanna. Stone. Lucio. And I'm Haley. And today we're going to be talking about how to manage conflict between groups. And today I'm going to focus on two broad subjects, uh, one of them being the importance factor. The importance factor means that you pick and choose your battles and you choose where you should address or avoid conflict. So say if a conflict arises and you feel very strongly about it, then you should address it and you should speak to whoever you are having the conflict with. Yet, if you feel like it's not a big deal and you can probably get over it and you don't feel like there's there needs to be a rise out of it, then you have the power to avoid that conflict and kind of keep things at peace. But if you feel like it's going to bother you later on, then you should probably talk to um have an open discussion with that person about it. Another strategy is viewing conflict as opportunity. We have to struggle to find solutions. However, conflicts of interest and different opinions open up the conversation and invite new ideas to the table. When you're introduced to new ideas, you're expanding your knowledge on certain topics. So conflict isn't always a negative thing and we should be more open-minded to taking it in, receiving new information, and then growing as a person. So just to tie off with Jocelyn and some of the issues she was addressing about conflict between um, teams and group members is why it's so important to embrace that conflict and not to ignore the problem. By ignoring the problem or pretending that there isn't one not only affects the relationships between your team, but it also just makes the team itself unproductive in the workplace. And in a professional setting, you have to be productive in order to meet deadlines and the bottom line. Um, teams oftentimes will experience conflict, and so to pretend that there isn't going to be one is just unrealistic, which is why you have to address the problem before it becomes more serious. Because the more uncomfortable it becomes and the more you're avoiding that conflict, you're losing the trust between your team, which is really vital to making a good teammates. And especially if you're going to be working with these team with these teammates for um, a long period of time. And oftentimes, by just ignoring the conflict, you're just further setting this example of yourself that whenever there is a conflict, you won't address it. And the more you practice, the less uncomfortable it is, and the more you become professional at resorting resolving conflict. One big thing about conflicts is that you need to take time to make sure that each person's position is heard and understood. So remember that strong emotions are at work here. So you have to get through the emotion and reveal the true nature of the conflict. So be sure you understand the perspectives of every person involved. Conflicts arise when there are differences of opinion, but also it could be due to miscommunication or misunderstanding. And as the project manager, you should get all the information you can in regards to the conflict so that you can resolve it efficiently and effectively. So you should do the following. Clarify positions. So whatever the conflict or disagreement, it's important to clarify people's positions, whether there are obvious factions within the team who support a particular option, approach, or idea, or each team member holds their own unique view. Each position needs to be clearly identified and articulated by those involved. In this step alone, it can go a long way to resolve the conflict, and it helps the team see facts more objectively and with less emotion. 
So list facts and assumptions and beliefs underlying each position. So ask yourself the question, what does each person in the group believe? What do they value? What information are they using as a basis for these beliefs? And what decision-making criteria and processes have they employed? Another good strategy is to analyze in smaller groups. So break the team into smaller groups, separating people who are in alliance. In these smaller groups, you can analyze and dissect each position and the facts, assumptions, and beliefs of each person. So also, once you're done with that, you should reconvene back as a team. And after the group dialogue, each side is likely to be much closer to reaching an agreement. And the process of uncovering facts and assumptions allows people to step away from their emotional attachments and see the issue more objectively. So when you separate alliances, the fire of conflict can burn out quickly and it's much easier to see the issue and facts at hand. Okay, so just like Haley say, so once you get to the point of intervention, it's always good to have a third person or third party to intervene. So by ha having a third party, they can always listen. They have to listen to both sides of the story and see if they agree and listen to the third party opinion. So once you listen to when you listen to both sides of the argument, you can both come together and find a compromise, find create a compromise and try and get the team to vote together. If you can't, you can either take side to voting. So you can vote which side you want is more right or more wrong. And once you guys agree at the end is pretty much Try and work together and continue to finish your project. Okay, so I'm pretty much done for my piece. I'm gonna pass it on to you. Um, there's three basic tips that I uh, found that I think nicely summarize what everybody else has said up to this point. Um, and this can be applied to whole teams or to just conflicts with an individual person. The first thing is to obviously talk with the other person or persons. Um, and so what I mean by that is to sometimes conflicts, arguments, disagreements happen in spaces where maybe isn't the best suited for dealing with conflict. So what you should do first is ask when it would be convenient to meet um, and arrange to meet in a place where you won't be interrupted so that you don't have background noise or distractions that can further aggravate a situation. The second thing is to focus on behavior and events, not on individual personalities. And what I mean by that is to, if you're discussing a disagreement or a conflict, be specific about the event that you're talking about. Um, don't generalize, avoid uh, making wide sweeping statements. Don't use you statements or any kind of language that places any kind of blame on another person. Um, the third and final point is uh, to obviously listen carefully. Uh, do your best to really listen to what somebody, uh, somebody is saying instead of just being ready to react. Uh, don't interrupt the other person or persons. And after you've heard somebody's position, ask questions to clarify your understanding to make sure that the disagreement and agreement points are all 
uh, understood and you're not uh, discussing something completely different. Thanks for tuning in to Team Blue's podcast where we talked about how to resolve conflict between others. We hope you have a great day and thank you so much for listening.